Welcome back into the Chris Mathis Podcast, another Talk To Him Tuesday edition of the Chris Mathis Podcast. Spencer Mathis here with me as always. We're excited for our next guest here on Talk To Him Tuesday, Seth McCoy, a.k.a. The Six Shooter on TikTok. You guys can see all his information scrolling at the bottom of the screen on the ticker and in our bio as well. We'll have all of his links down below, but want to shout out our sponsor, Information On Demand. Offering pre-employment background screening services, fast, accurate, affordable background screening services. Whether you need criminal background checks, drug screenings, e-verify, academic accreditation, they've got you covered. Check out their website, informationondemand.net, or give them a call, 855-914-4636, 855-914-4636, Information On Demand. They bring you guys our guest here on Talk To Him Tuesday, Seth McCoy, a.k.a. The Six Shooter. Very excited to have you guys tuned in. And without further ado, we bring on the six-shooter right here on TCM Pod. Hey, what's up, guys? Man, uh, we're excited to have you on and uh, let everybody know about you because obviously they've seen you on TikTok, whether they're a local guy in North Georgia or across the country, even the world, they've seen some of your stuff and uh, your talents. But Seth, real briefly, because we're going to talk about you, your career and your lifestyle and uh, even your new basketball shooting program, the Six Shooter Academy that you've created. But first and foremost, briefly talk about yourself and uh, introduce yourself to those that are not familiar with who Seth McCoy is. All right. So my name is Seth McCoy. Uh, I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, somehow a team in Georgia found me and uh, I played my basketball career at Young Harris College. Uh, I ended my college career being the all-time leading three-point shooter uh, in school history and uh I, I was blessed to be able to to play division two basketball and uh right now I'm, I'm in the i'm in the process of uh figuring out how tiktok works and and I've, i think i've found a little bit of a groove so i'm kind of just riding the wave and uh trying to help as many people as possible right now you talk about just finding the groove you have the groove of tiktok you have over 150,000 followers on tiktok as of right now at the six shooter on tiktok over a million likes. Uh, it's going to be fun to see where things go for you when you do figure out the, the real groove, because I find that insane. But Seth, we're here to talk about basketball and uh, kind of your career. So flashback a couple of years, maybe even 15 years at this point. What's the earliest memory that you have of basketball? Ah, uh, Man, that's hard because I've had a basketball in my hand for as long as I can remember. Uh, my mom played at uh, Division One at uh, Winthrop University. Uh, it was Winthrop College at the time. She she always makes sure I know that because it was a while ago. But she was the she was the first person to put a ball in my hand. And uh, honestly, the first memory I've had playing basketball was probably when I first started to want to take it seriously uh, around sixth grade. So I was like twelve. Um, I tried out for a for a team uh, in in Ohio, an AAU team that my brother played for the year before. And uh, I used to practice with them the, the year before. So I thought, oh, it's going to be easy. I'm going to make this team. Uh, I, I got a foot in the door already. And uh, me and my mom thought I killed the tryout, thought I did really well. But the uh, coach pulled us aside and said, hey, you're, you're not going to be on the team this year. Um, and, and he looked at me. And, and this is something that's resonated with me my, my, my whole entire career. And it's kind of what jump-started uh, my, my journey into basketball. Was uh, He looked at me. I was a sixth grader. He was like, You'll never be a good player one day, but you might be a good coach. Um, I don't know if that's a great motivating factor to tell a, tell a 12 year old, but, uh, but I, I remember going home that day and, and I, I walked in uh, to my mom and my, my dad in, in the office and 
and I looked at him. I said, "Hey, like I kind of want to, I kind of want to play basketball uh, seriously from from now on, and I want to quit football. I want to quit baseball. I want to solely focus on on basketball." And and they looked at me and said, "Hey, you could do that, but you gotta like you gotta work at it like a job. It's it, it's not gonna be a you quit these two sports or or whatever, and you can you can just kind of lay low and and half ass it as you will." Um, so, so I, 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 from, from sixth grade on, I've kind of viewed basketball as a job, uh, every day after school, uh, I'd get out at like three, me and my mom would be at the rec center three to six doing, doing drills when I was 12 and, uh, kind of just felt, just fell in love with it. Uh, ba- basketball has been a part of my life forever. And, uh, that's when it kind of clicked when I was about 12. Yeah, so that was the light switch that made you want to devote your craft to basketball only, considering you played multiple sports growing up. What, like, have you always been a gifted three-point shooter, or is that something you really had to work on? I had to work on it. Um, my shot was broke, as you said. I wasn't, I wasn't a natural athlete. I wasn't gifted with any athletic ability or basketball ability, really. Um, I'm very OCD, so I, I like things being perfect. Uh, and it's kind of funny that I fell in love with basketball because basketball is not a perfect sport. Um, but, but the, the intro to my shooting program is called the in a row series. And that's something that I developed with my mom and, and with my, with my uncle who taught me how to shoot. So I love things being perfect. And the in a row series is something that is not perfect because basically what it is, is you pick a spot and you can't leave that spot. till you make a certain amount in a row. Right. And so the progression is you start off at three and once three gets too easy, you bump it up to five. Once five gets too easy, you bump it up to seven. And once seven gets too easy, you bump it up to 10. And then you do that at at different spots on the court. So for me being OCD, I fell in love with that. So I don't know how much I fell in love with basketball, but I fell in love with the process of, of striving for perfection. If that's the, that's the right way to, to say it. Um, but but like the in a row stuff wasn't easy at first. I would do I would do three in a row or make thirty. So I'm so my workouts I get a ton of shots up ever since I was twelve. Um, people people always uh, my, my my workouts don't look fun because I could be at a spot for like an hour to move on. But I'm aiming for perfection. So so when I tell when people start training with me, I tell them the longest part of my workout is the intro is the beginning. Because that's, that's the foundation to your jump shot. Like once anybody can stand in a spot and hit a certain amount of jump shots. So a lot of people, when I used to go in the gym with them, they would say, all right, make 10 at a spot and then move. Well, what separates an elite shooter from a shooter is, well, I can make 10 in a row from that spot. I'm not just making 10. Like you guys can do that, but I'll be here for two hours and finish and I would, I'll end up walking out of a workout, getting up a thousand shots and you guys only got up 200. So it's like, that's, that's the first thing that I fell in love with that kind of started my, my basketball journey into shooting. And, uh, and no, I was not a shooter from the get. Um, my, my jump shot has evolved and changed in many different ways. Um, when, when I was younger, I shot from my chest. Um, and I, I started to develop, I started to develop a good jump shot from my chest right but that's when I was younger and then my mom and, and, and my grand or my mom and my uncle 
who taught me how to shoot said, Hey, once you get to a certain point, you're going to have to move your shot above your head. And that was probably the most grueling, like summer or year and a half of my life because I went from being able to shoot to having to stay mid range and all that kind of stuff to let my shot develop. Um, and I'm a big, I watch highlights of, of all the NBA shooters and, and all that kind of stuff. I fell into the, the try to emulate who I see. So my shot changed a ton over my journey because I never really thought to myself, well, create my own jump shot. Right. So I, I always wanted to shoot like Steph or I wanted to shoot like a, uh, Blast from the past, Jimmer Fredette was somebody I watched a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, so he jumped really high on his shot. So I, so, so I went through a little stretch where I was like, well, I'm going to jump as high as I can, and that's going to work. Well, as high as I can is not very high to begin <laughs> with, but it really kind of jacked up my shot a little bit. And then I would say it took me to find my actual shot. It took me probably – I started the process for my freshman year and I didn't really find my shot until my senior year of high school. Like I kind of, through those, through those years, it was so up and down, so different and all that. But then I finally found it and it's been the same from my senior year till now. And I think it's a, it's turned into something pretty special. At what moment did you realize, Hey, you know what? I can fire the three point shot like no other. Probably after my senior year of high school, um, it, it started getting, uh, like drills and stuff started getting really easy. Um, I, I love like, so in my, in my rec center that I trained at at home, I had a, a, a trap above it. So a lot of older folks would be walking around up top. And uh, it used to be, they would stop and talk to my mom because my mom's my trainer. So, so they never really saw a mom be a trainer and we're there every day. So they saw us there every day for four to five hours. So they saw how hard we worked, but, uh, the respect was to my mom, like it wasn't to me. So, so I think, I think when I first started uh, knowing like, man, I can, I can shoot and it's starting to pay off is when those guys, like those people started stopping and being like, Hey, I've, I've, I've walked around like 20 times and you haven't missed a shot. So it's like just that, that stuff in my head kind of trained me to like, when, when I'm other places and there wasn't people watching, I would always think to myself, like, okay, well, I'm, I'm trying to impress those people. I want, I want people to, who don't know anything about basketball to watch me and know it's amazing what I'm doing. So it's like, that's something that I always tried to play in the back of my head to be like, okay, well, your, your mom or your dad or your grandparents who don't know anything about basketball is going to know that I'm an amazing shooter. And that's kind of the stuff I tried to play in my head because you got you to gotta motivate yourself in different ways. Steph Curry impacted. What is the biggest chip on your shoulder? Probably it stems back to sixth grade when when the coach said I wasn't good enough. Um, I I like proving people wrong, and I like really really working hard to achieve stuff. Um, my whole life I've I've been told I, I've been told no. I've been told that I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Um, high high school was was a journey for me because like. Of course, every freshman wants to wants to start varsity or play varsity as a freshman. Um, I remember sitting down with my coach and uh, and, I, and he asked me like, "What's what's your goal this year?" And I was a freshman at the time, and, I, and I, of course, like every freshman, I, I was like, "I was like, oh, I want to play varsity, uh, and, and I want to I want to go play college after after I'm done." 
And, and he looked at me and said, well, Seth, you're, you're never, you're never going to be good enough to do that. And, and you'll never make it out of, out of canal. That's where I'm from canal, Winchester, Ohio. So, so not a lot of people make it out of canal for basketball or for sports or whatever. So, so he told me like, no, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to do that. And, and, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, well watch, watch this. So, so I played JV my freshman year and I averaged about 20. Um, and, and my name was on the roster for varsity, but, uh, that I never got the, the nod to get bumped up. Um, and so, so just things over my life, um, over my little journey has kind of added to the fire of things that I just keep in the back of my head. Um, because I'm not the athlete that, that people are, I'm not, I'm not fast. I can't jump. Like getting a little rim grazer dunk is like, that like makes my life. Like, I don't care what happens. Like if I get a little dunk, I don't care what happens the rest of the day. But, but I knew, I knew really like my, my dad makes a joke because my mom's an athlete and, uh, my dad, uh, my dad is not, my dad's not an athlete, uh, bless his heart. I love him to death, but he tells me, uh, he tells me like, oh, I'm so sorry that you fell in love with basketball and you got all of your athleticism from me. So, so my dad's a computer guy, super smart. He works at Nationwide and he's, he's kind of the backbone, um, of our family and, and, and of my journey, because it's, it's nice to have somebody separate that doesn't really care too much about basketball. So I have somebody, an outlet to go talk to. Um, but, but it's always just funny because because whenever I talk about my athleticism or, or whatever, I got it from him. So, so he, he always knows, well, everything you earned, you didn't get from me. So, so it's definitely perseverance and, and wanting to prove people wrong. That's, that's the stuff that's always motivated me. And, uh, I actually, the, the little saying I always said was, was dedicated and determined. Um, that, that was something that, that was my, my two words I kept saying, like, I'm dedicated and I'm determined. So whatever I want to happen is going to happen because, because you telling me I can't do something's not going to affect the way that I work to try to achieve what I'm going after. So, so you can tell me for, for all you want that, that I'm not going to be able to do this or that. But, um, since, since high school, I've, uh, I've gone to, uh, Chatham, Virginia for prep school. So already I made it out of my hometown. And then from there, I got a full scholarship to a division one school in Canada. Um, that's in Nova Scotia, Canada. That's, uh, not Canal Winchester. Um, and then, uh, from, from there, there was a coaching change. So I wasn't in Canada for too long, but Canada basketball is amazing. I want to go back as, as soon as I can. Um, and the people there are amazing. I absolutely love Canada and we still have a group chat of the team that I was there with. So I talk to them almost every day. Um, from there, I, I went to, to junior college in Lewisburg, North Carolina. That's also not Canal Winchester. Um, and then, and then from there, I was blessed enough to to find Young Harris after after there, and I've I've lived in Young Harris for the last four years. And and if you guys can guess, that's also not in my hometown. So yeah, no doubt. Again, Seth, I want to talk about your favorite player growing up, even up to this point too, as you've gotten older, Steph Curry. Which even for those that, as you said, you want to show how awesome basketball is, even for somebody that doesn't care about basketball, Steph Curry does that as well. Anybody knows Steph Curry and appreciates his talents and his ability to shoot the ball from wherever. For you, a guy that shoots the three ball, a guy that wants to live off the three, as you said, that you know you were never really the fastest player on the court, but you could always shoot the ball. What did Steph Curry do for you, a player like yourself growing up? Well, it's really funny. Um, 
So I, I didn't really like watching the NBA all that much until Curry got into the league. Um, so, so the March Madness run in 2008, when he, uh, when he went crazy, was the first time I ever saw Steph. And I think that's the first time anybody in the country saw who Steph Curry was. And, and from there, I, I fell in love with him. Like, I, I love, like anybody who knows me, like, I love Steph Curry. He is, he is my absolute favorite player in the whole, like, in the history of just basketball. Like, I, when he retires, I don't know how much NBA I'm actually going to watch. Like, he's hurt right now, and I'm not watching many, many games. <laughs> um, but nobody knew who he was. So I remember, I remember he was my favorite player in college, and then I was watching the 2009 draft. He got drafted to the Warriors, and I was like, well, okay, the Warriors are going to be my favorite team. Um, not many people in Ohio liked the Warriors, like, or knew who the Warriors were. Cause at that point they were like 27 and something. They didn't, they didn't win a lot of games. So made, I made my dad buy me league pass so I could stay up and none of their games were on TV. Um, their, their games are at 10 30 at night. So I'm, I'm under my covers, um, watching, watching golden state games when Curry's a rookie. The, the first jersey I ever bought with my own money was a Stephen Curry rookie jersey. I wore it to, I wore it, it was in sixth grade. I wore it, I wore it to school and people thought it was like a G League jersey or like some other high school jersey. They didn't know who the Warriors were. Um, and, and it's funny because growing up in, in Ohio, everybody's Cleveland fans. Everybody's Cleveland Cavalier fans. Mm-hmm. So when Golden State started getting good, who'd they play in the finals? It was Cleveland. And I'm the only Golden State fan in Ohio, probably. So that year, me and my brother went to a game during the regular season in Cleveland. And it was the first Golden State game I've ever seen. I'm decked out head to toe Golden State. And it sucked because I was sick. Like I was actually, but I didn't, I wanted to go to the game. So I wasn't going to not go to, to see Steph Curry play. Like that's ridiculous. But I'm literally like walking around. People telling me, go back to the Bay, go back to Golden State. I'm like, guys, I'm from Columbus. Like I'm from here. I'm two hours away. Like, leave me alone. Um, but, but they, they won the championship that year and, uh, everybody's a bandwagon, bandwagon, this bandwagon, that everybody in Columbus, Ohio said on Twitter, the only person that can enjoy this golden state championship is Seth McCoy. Cause we know he's a golden state fan. So it's like, and, and in terms of like Steph's impact on me, he doesn't even know me. Like, like, <laughs> He doesn't know who the six shooter is. Maybe he does. Maybe he's seen some of my videos because some of my videos have gotten a lot of views or whatever. Maybe he's one of them. Um, but he's inspired me in so many ways that, uh, that it's kind of crazy. Like I'd love to meet him and, and tell him the impact that he's had on my life and, and, and different drills that I, that I've done because of him. So, so the first one that I did, there was a video that went viral of Curry the year that he won the MVP um, and it was, he made like 93 or 94 out of a hundred. Um, so of course, being the guy that I am, I added a drill to my daily workouts of trying to get however many out of a hundred that I could. Um, mm-hmm. of course, when I started, I was getting like 65, 70, like whatever. Um, but I did it every day. So, so it was, I got up to the point where I, where I was getting in the eighties consistently and then. And then I got to 85. Then, then I was stuck on 89 for God knows how long. My gosh. I was like, I just want to get in the 90s. Like, please. Um, 
But the day that Curry got announced MVP, I was stoked. I was excited. Had a Curry shirt on. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go do this drill. And I got and I hit 95 out of 100. And it was my senior year of high school. That was the first time I ever hit that many out of 100. Um, and I just remember that was the first video that that because I I posted stuff on YouTube when when like I wasn't a thing like in high school. Like I I would always post drills to YouTube. Um, and that was like the first one that like kids in my high school saw. And it was like, oh my God, he hit 95 out of hundred, like whatever. And uh, had some people think it was fake. Had some people think that I didn't really do it. Um, but then, uh, and it's funny cause I do that drill now. It's, it's become a staple in my, uh, in my life and in my, my workouts. And uh, last summer, Curry hit 105 in a row, right? So that video went viral. And so I was like, well, I already do this drill where I hit, see how many I can hit out of a hundred. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to bust my butt and see if I, my whole goal last summer was to hit a hundred in a row. So I was like, you know what? Like, that's going to be pretty cool. Like, I don't know if I can do it, but we'll see. Um, so I kept doing the out of a hundred drill and uh, it was probably my best shooting summer of my life. Uh, because I was just focused. I was coming off a knee injury um, after the COVID year. So I was benched for a little bit. And all I could think about was, so I had time just to, to set all my workouts. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to kill this when I'm, when I'm back. Um, and, and if you know me, I, I hate, I hate taking time off. I hate, I've had tendonitis in my knees due to overworking because like, I didn't want to take any time off. Um, but I was like, I'm going to hit a hundred in a row. Like I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to do it. Um, so I, I was doing the, I was doing the out of a hundred drills and I was constantly like, like 97, nine, like every day. Like I, like I was, I, if you took the average every day during the summer of what I got out of a hundred, it was literally like I averaged 96 out of a hundred for the whole entire summer. And, and it's just funny because to me, it wasn't anything crazy because I, I do those drills every day. So like from an outside perspective, it's crazy. But to me, it's, it's like an everyday thing. You know what I mean? So then, then one day, like, so, so it was, the summer's almost over. I'm like, dang, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get a hundred in a row. I went to the gym with my mom. My mom's my rebounder. And it's funny. Cause like, if I ever get close to anything, she like starts giggling and like laughing and it throws me off. Right. So like when I was, when I was like 13 or 14, like my goal was to make like a hundred free throws in a row. And there was one day I was in the rec center and she was rebounding and I lost, I lost track, but she knew what I was at. So I, I, I thought I was at like 99 or almost a hundred. And so I thought I hit a hundred and she started laughing. So I, I lost focus and I missed the next one and I missed it. Like it was like 92. So I'm like, mom, you, you just, you gotta like, you gotta like not look at me when I'm, when I'm doing these drills. But, uh, but I did, I, I went in like a normal day. And, and, and I was like, ah, I'm not, like summer's almost over. I'm moving into school here in a couple weeks. Um, and then it, it happened. Like I hit 102 in a row. So, so it was like, it was like, wow, like the holy, like I, I stopped the workout. I was, I was only in the gym for 20 minutes that day. That was the first thing that I did. And I was, I was like, uh, uh-uh, I'm done. We're going home. Um, but, but since then I've hit over hundred threes in a row, eight times. Um, the most is 119. Um, I've hit 116 twice, but for whatever reason, 119 is I like, I've been stuck for a little bit, but, uh, next goal is 150 
And then, uh, then of course, the next goal is 200, and then we'll see. Man, unreal. Now, I also want to reference a uh, Steph Curry video that you did on TikTok. I believe it was a challenge on TikTok. We're going to play that video right here for you guys. So if you're on YouTube and or Spotify watching this podcast, check it out right now. Ever since I saw Steph Curry hit 105 threes in a row, I got inspired to try to beat him. I've always wanted to do it. That was my goal all summer. And I want to give you guys a little update. The first time I hit 100 in a row was at the end of the summer. I hit 102 threes in a row. Since then, I have eclipsed 100 threes in a row five different times. Every single time I've done it, I've done it on my TikTok Live so all my followers and all the people who support me can watch. So far, I've hit 102, 114, 116, 118, and 119 threes in a row. But I'm not done yet. My goal is to hit 150 in a row, maybe even 200 one day. Keep watching, and that's what I'm going to be trying to do. Now, Since then, you've hit... You've hit it eight different times. Yeah. Unreal. Well, it's funny because that, that, so that video, um, I would always post a sped up version whenever I did hit over a hundred and I'd post that. And those videos wouldn't do super well because they're like a minute and a half. So TikTok, like the algorithm thinks like watch time. That's what gets, so people don't watch the whole video. So, mm-hmm. so I thought to myself, I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put um, the ending of the the inner rows um and make a compilation of those and post that with a voiceover and i didn't think anything of it but i said like my in the voiceover i said my goal all summer was to beat steph and 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 people took that like like i was like trying to attack steph and i'm like guys you i'm the i'm the biggest steph curry fan that you could possibly think of like ask me a question about steph i know it and uh and the, one of the main things they kept saying was, oh, well, yours isn't from NBA range. And I'm like, guys, I'm not in the, I'm not in the NBA. Like, I'm going to shoot from – I'm shooting from the college line, which is like 22-5. And, and I actually did some research just to clarify some stuff. Curry hit 105 in the NBA corner, which is the shortest distance. In the corner in the NBA, 22-5. It's the same distance. So I'm, I'm literally thinking I'm going to make a video of this diagram and point like, hey, I'm shooting from the same distance. It's just not from the, the corner. But then I, I'm, I stop myself and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to <laughs> be that guy because Steph's my favorite player of all time. And, and it, I, I hope he keeps doing things that are amazing because then I'll just keep getting inspired to do things. Because, I mean, he, he pushed me to – to, to achieve something that I honestly never thought was possible. When I was younger, I wanted to be a power ranger. And now, and now I'm, sh- I'm making a hundred threes in a row and I want to be an, a, a world renowned NBA shooting coach. Like I never thought when I was younger, I was going to be where I am today, but I knew the main thing that I always knew is I, I always wanted to help people. Um, I've always wanted to find kids that are like me that, that never thought, that they have somebody in their corner or didn't think they had somebody that believed in them or just any, anything like, cause, cause my whole life I was told no. So, so my whole, my whole journey has been predicated on people telling me I'd never be good enough for, or people telling me that, I mean, I'm, I'm shooting for the, the stars and I'm never going to hit anything. And, and 
And then I'm just like punching this door that'll just never open for me. And, and I know there's a ton of kids out there that feel the exact same way that I do. And, and for a while I wanted to be a teacher because I thought like that would be the best way for me to, to reach people. Um, but it's turned into like, like basketball is that thing. Like, ba like b basketball has already gotten me in touch with so many kids around the world that, that have been told no and that, and that have been, been told they're not good enough. And, and I tell them like, Hey, I, I'm going to be that guy that's in your corner. I believe in you. Like, you know what I mean? So, so my whole, my whole motto is be positive. My whole, my whole motto is dedicated and determined. Like, I want you to achieve dreams that people said you'd never be able to achieve. And I want you to, to shoot for the stars. And if you fall flat on your face, at least you tried. Like my, my big thing now is, is I'm shooting to play professional basketball. Like that's, that's my next, that's my next hoop. I might fall flat on my face, but in 20 years, if I don't try, I'm going to be like, dang, like I'm going to, I'm going to have regret. So, so the thing I want to tell kids around the world is just, if you, if you, if there's a dream, if you want to play in the NBA, but you're a five, five, 150 pound person, like shoot for it. I don't care. Work your, work your butt off and, and anything. You'd be surprised what opportunities arrive if you just work hard and you stay consistent in your craft. And I mean, I never thought in high school, like, like my, my dream was to be in the NBA. My dream was to, my dream was to play college basketball. And, and so many people, just thought that was impossible. And like, I remember sitting in my locker room, my, my, my senior year of high school and uh, all the, it was so senior year, your, your people are starting to get talked to by colleges and all that kind of stuff. And they're starting to realize that the dreams they had when they were younger, like the, the, it's not going to happen because like the reality of it, you're just not getting looked at by any schools. Um, I was very under recruited. I, I didn't really start getting recruited until after high school. Um, but but I, I remember sitting in my locker room and, and all these, uh, this, this guy, I'm not going to name anybody just cause I don't, I don't really want to, but um, I remember him coming in and laughing and he was like, Hey, remember when we all wanted to go to Duke or like North Carolina and now we're like ecstatic if like a D D three or NAIA school talks to us. And it's like, they're all laughing and I'm, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my locker and I'm like, well, you guys can, you guys can shoot for that. Like I'm, I'm trying to go as I'm still trying to go as hard as I can. I, I didn't like my mindset in high school was so different from, from everybody else. Everybody was like focused on, on being popular and, and going to parties and, and going to prom and all that. I skipped my prom. I didn't, I, I went and worked out. Like I was in the gym during, during my, during my prom. I, I didn't go to parties. I, I was, I was getting up at 4am. I was doing workouts and then going to school and then having practice. And then after practice, I went back to the rec center and did more stuff. Like, like that's the stuff I fell in love with. And, and in high school, I, I was viewed as weird. I was viewed as like, oh my God, you love basketball more than anything. And I, I've been broken up with in high school because girls made me like choose them or basketball. And I, I look <laughs> at them like they're ridiculous. And I'm like, well, are you going to pay for my, my, my school? Like, I'm trying to go to school for free. I'm trying to play this game that I love. And from there, I mean, just a different mindset. Um, I, I love basketball with every fiber in my being. And I know there's other kids out there that are like me that think they're different, that, that think that they don't belong or they don't fit in. And that's one of the biggest things that I have in my shooting program that, that I'm, that I have out now is 
I, I made a Facebook group that once you get the shooting program, you have access to join the Facebook group. And what separates my shooting program from other people's programs out there are I wanted to build a community of kids that work hard and, and that love the game so they don't feel like they're alone. So they don't feel like this process is just too overwhelming and, and all, all of that. Like there, there's a kid, there, there could be a kid from North Carolina that bought my shooting program that is now friends with a kid in France that bought my shooting program because I encourage kids to post videos and post things in the program so they can and, and tell me what their numbers are on my certain drills and all that stuff. And the support has just been unreal. Like I, I never thought in the, in my wildest dreams that, that I'd have kids in a little virtual place, like talking about my drills and talking about the stuff that I came up with and, and telling me that I, that I inspired them to, to do things. And, and like when, when I was, I was doing programs when I was younger, I was, of course, like you, you do what you got to do to, to get better. Um, but like, I would always, they, they will always put an email if you have any questions. Right. And so I would email them when I have questions and I always got like an automated response back and you could tell that it wasn't personal. Like mm-hmm. you could tell that you weren't really talking to the person that made the, the shooting program. And and I, my big thing is after I go live or, or, or anything on TikTok, I tell them like, hey, like DM me on Instagram. Like I will respond if you have any questions. I've, I, I've talked to over a thousand people on, on Instagram. They're not even in my program and they're asking me questions. I've built relationships with these kids and they're calling me Coach McCoy and like telling me like your drills are changing my life and like all this kind of stuff. And like I had a kid DM me um, not too long ago and I, it was like midnight. He's, he's like, he's from a different country. And, and he DM'd me and said, he said, he said, your, your drills like have, have changed my life. And all I want to say is thank you. And like, it was, it was just, it was overwhelming for me because that's something that I'm trying to, to accomplish. And I remember calling my wife cause she wasn't with me at the time. She was uh, back at home like crying. I was like, babe, why am I crying at midnight? Like, this is, this is ridiculous. But, but I did, I, that's like, TikTok is cool, right? Like TikTok has been a journey for me, but my whole life I've been searching for a platform to help inspire. And TikTok has been that. So, so anybody who makes fun of me for making, making funny videos or, or all this, like whatever, I'm, I'm a guy, you walk in the gym, I have my tripod. I, I literally have my tripod in my workout bag just in case I need it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so like even this throughout this whole year, my senior year, I had my tripod with me wherever I went. And, and for, like, I got people like laughing at me for, for doing social media, like, Ooh, you're an influencer or whatever. <laughs> but, but the amount of kids that I've been able to reach that I know I wouldn't have been able to reach if I didn't have TikTok or I didn't have this, this little platform that I have, like, TikTok has changed my life in so many different ways and it's, and it's opened the doors to possibilities that I've always dreamed of and that I never thought was possible. And, uh, and I'm, like I told you earlier, like I'm going to ride the wave as long as I can. And, and hopefully, hopefully I, I, I change some more kids lives or, and honestly, these kids are telling me that I changed their lives. They've changed mine. Like I end my lives every, every day. Um, telling people thank you for watching thank you for sticking around because 
without you guys, I'm just a guy shooting in front of a camera. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's stuff I've done my whole entire life, but they, they're the ones who are making it impactful. It's not me. Like I, I'm just, I want to be that guy in their corner that just tells them that they can do it. So how did you earn the nickname six shooter at Hargrave military Academy? And what does it mean? So it's funny. Um, so we had an announcer um, that was starting to give people nicknames. So like every time they score, they he would say like whatever their name is and then their nickname. And I didn't have one. So I was like, oh, like that, like I went up to him after a game. I was like, can you please like make, make me one? Like I would love, like that would be <laughs> awesome. Because he would just say Seth McCoy for three. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't have a cool ring to it. Like, come on. Um, but he's like, you know what? I got you. The next three you hit, you're going to hear it. I'm like, all right, bet bet and he's like he's like a chaplain at at hargrave like he's really really good dude um and i hit three the next game and he yelled three by the six shooter and and i was and and at first i didn't know what that meant right so i was like i was like well wtf like i don't know i don't know what that that is and he told me he's like well you're automatic aren't you i'm like yeah and he's like well the six shooter gun is an automatic gun and i was like I was like, that's pretty that's pretty dope like i like that but the way they wrote it was six like like normal like the six shooter and uh and it's funny because i never really thought to myself that i was going to run with that name or anything i didn't think that was going to be that was just a hargrave thing like i didn't think that that was going to turn into anything and then my brother got me an xbox one day um he he had a good job he wanted to buy me something so he bought me an xbox um I knew nothing about how to set up like an account or, or anything. So I, so my brother did it for me. And, uh, and he asked me, what, what was the name that, that you were called at, at Hargrave? And I was like, Oh, well the six shooter. And he's like, he's like all right. Um, so my, my gamer tag on, uh, Xbox is six IX shooter. And I was like, why'd you change it to six? And he's like, cause it looks a lot cooler. And I looked at it. I'm like, you're right. Like it does, it, look, it looks cooler. So, uh, and, and it works out because Columbus, the area code is 614. So I can always tie it back to that. But um, the, the, six, the six shooter was invented by a guy at Hargrave and then modified by my loving brother, Larry Alexander McCoy. So, <laughs> so it's turned into something really special. And, uh, it, it, and I, I want it to, like lethal shooter is a guy that I look up to and, and eventually I want the six shooter to be as, as, as much of a household name as lethal shooter. That's the goal. And I think it has a really good ring to it. So I'm hoping that it catches on. Yeah, no doubt. Seth. I also want to talk about your success at young Harris college briefly as you did, you know, walk away from the school as the all time leader in most three pointers made in program history in that situation, that's a big moment. Is that a situation in which, you know, going into every game, it's something that can be playing a head oh game God. with you? Like, oh, man, I'm five away. I'm six away. And if so, uh, how do you handle that? Or if there was nothing there, was it just another game? Like, how did, how did you try to handle, handle that and keep your emotion at bay? It, uh, I definitely didn't handle it as well as I wanted to. Um, one of the big reasons, cause I got to choose if I, if I got to come back or not cause of COVID. Um, so one of the, one of the big, the two, the two factors really is one or three is one. I love young Harris, everything, everything that I've gotten 
professionally and 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 honestly, like I got Avery here. Um, everything in my life that I've gotten is from Young Harris. Like my best my best friend that I've ever met is here. Um, my my loving wife that I love so much that it's un, like unrealistically how much I love her. I got her from Young Harris. Um, the two reasons I came back was I was. 59 threes away from the all-time record and I was about 200 points short from my um, college career 1000 and I didn't get to have my thousand points in in high school so it was a big deal for me that I wanted to wanted to do that and I'm and I'm lucky that I achieved I achieved both of them um, this season and uh, with the record so I started off the season really hot I hit like 44 threes in um in the first like eight or nine games so in, in my head i'm like oh i got this like I, I went into christmas i was like 16 away i was like oh i got this and then apparently every peach belt team that we played from then on was just decided that, hey you're not gonna shoot so <laughs> so i was literally face guarded the entire the entire rest of the season so it started started weighing in my head like oh shoot maybe it might not happen um but then uh, my, my team definitely knew how close I was. Uh, I would, I would yell after almost every three, how close I was, um, which, which in hindsight I shouldn't have done, but, but I, it was one of the main things I wanted. Like it would look good on my resume to try to play professionally overseas. And, and it was something like in my heart, like I've never had a record um, for myself. I've never, I've always fallen short of stuff. And, and my, my uncle used to tell me all the records he had in college. And I'm like, dang, like, I want to, I want to have one for myself. Um, and, and longevity is kind of a big thing for me. So, so you can always have a good season, but I'd like to, a career record was pretty cool. Um, and, and it's cool when it happened because I hit, I, I was six away with, um, I, I hit six again, or I hit four against Lander, which was an away game. And then I went into Clayton state, and I only needed two and I hit one in the first like five minutes. And yes, I wanted to get it at Clayton state because of course you just want to, you want to get it out of the way. So it's not in your head, mm-hmm. but it worked out really well because um, it was a home game the next, the next game. And it was against Augusta who was one of the best teams in our, our conference. And they, they were national champion runner up. They, they lost in the national championship this year. Um, and I wanted uh, Tommy, Tom, Tommy is a, a big, a big guy. I love here. Um, I, I've made highlight reels of just him commentating. Like I, I, I don't add music cause I love hearing him and he officiated my wedding with Avery. So it's like, I, I have, I have a tie to him and uh, it meant, it meant a lot that I got it at home. Um, and it was, it was a big game. Everybody was there and I don't think you were there, Chris. I think your brother no. was calling the game. And I'm yep. pretty sure everybody in that gym knew that I broke it because I yelled and screamed and it was ridiculous. Like the the weight that was just taken off my my shoulders was like I can play basketball now. Like I can I can enjoy this now because I got it. But uh but no, it, it it means it means so much to me. Young Harris is always gonna have a spot in my heart um, for the rest of my life. And, uh, my, my career here has been a little up and down, but more good than bad for sure. And, uh, 
And I'm just, I'm, I'm glad I got to do it at home. I'm glad that my wife was there. I'm glad that actually her parents were there. Um, so, so I got to do it in front of them and, uh, Ben Underwood had a six shooter shirt on, on the bench. So, so they were going crazy. So, I mean, I mean, it, it just meant a lot to me that I was able to do it at home. How difficult was it balancing school and your collegiate basketball career at the same time? So, so for me, I'm dyslexic. Um, I'm in, I'm in the IEP program. So I've always struggled with school. Uh, and I, I was, I was the guy who got taken out of classes in, in middle school and high school to have a separate setting for, for tests. So school never really came easy for me. Uh, but I was a hard worker and I was determined. Um, if, if anybody knows me, I hate reading. Um, words, words scare me. I just don't, I don't, don't even tell me to spell anything because I'm not a great speller. I'm lucky that I have Avery because she is constantly spell checking me and, and emails that I send out, make sure that I use the right form of two and of your and all that stuff. Um, but what I got out of it was, it was the first time that I struggled with something that other people helped me and helped me get through it. So I had a great IEP program in high school. They, they really helped me. Um, and then in, throughout college, I've had an amazing um, experience with, with the people that, that help with that kind of stuff. And I was always scared to ask for help when I was younger. I think everybody is like, if they're struggling, they, they, they don't want to ask for help and speak up. But, but for me, like that, having those kinds of people in my corner, it made me more comfortable to, to start asking for help. And that's helped me in, in many different aspects of, of my life. Um, and, and the funny, the funny story, I, my mom's going to get a crack that I, that I'm going to tell this because when I first realized that I was dyslexic, um, it was when I was like five or six, somewhere around there. And have you ever heard of hooked on phonics? <laughs> so, so my mom, my mom signed me up for hooked on phonics, right? And this is uh, clearly it affected me because it's burned in my memory. I was like five. So, and I, and I vividly remember freaking hooked on phonics. And I, I remember sitting in my dad's office chair and there was this exercise. I forget what you had to do, but it showed like a space or whatever. And words were flying at you. <laughs> oh my God. It was like the torture. It was torture. And I went to an eye doctor and my mom explained what, like I had, what, that thing was and what I was doing. And she looked at my mom and was like, well, you tortured your son. Um, <laughs> it made my mom feel really bad, but it got me the help I needed. Um, and, and that's another thing that like, it just goes back to dedicated and determined. Like um, school is no different. School, school was hard for me. School was, school was something I didn't really enjoy. Um, I'm not a big, I don't, I don't love school, but I knew I fell in love with basketball and I knew that both of them, were married together. I had to do well in school so I could play basketball. And, uh, and it helped me all the way through it. It's, it's given me, I've always had a work ethic. Um, so, so I always, uh, I always tried my hardest and, and all that stuff. And I mean, I think I walked out of high school with like a 3.3 GPA, um, which, which I never thought was possible. Um, and then college, I'm going to graduate with a three, two, I think. Yeah. And, and I'm graduating this year. So, stuff I never thought I was ever going to be able to do. Um, but basketball in school gave me that opportunity to at least prove to myself that I was able to, to overcome and, 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 and all that stuff. My, 
my dad, I think, is more proud of me for making it through college academically than any of my basketball accomplishments um, because because he knew how much of a struggle it was for me uh, school-wise, and, and, and he just knew how much I loved basketball, but he, he, he didn't know about the academics. But I bared down. I got through it. Um, I'm very organized. So, so going through college and juggling basketball, honestly, wasn't super difficult for me because I was a very good planner. Um, and I was shooting for bees. So, so it's not like I was shooting for perfection. Um, but, but always having that motivation factor that, oh, well, if I mess up in school, I'm not going to be able to play basketball. I made sure that my academics were straight. So, so getting through Avery helped me a lot also. Uh, a lot. So, so definitely having her, having my parents and having, having everybody that was in my corner help me. And I'm a pretty good person. So, so if I was ever struggling in a class, um, so I, I wouldn't say I was a teacher's pet, but I've always knew how to, how to build those relationships. So teachers always ended up loving me. And if I ever struggled, I'm a guy that asks too many questions. So they always at least knew I was trying my hardest. And they knew I was there for basketball, but, but, they, but I built such a relationship with professors and with teachers in high school that if I was ever struggling, I was able to go up to them and ask them for help, and they would always want to help me. So that's, that's kind of how I, how I juggled both. Seth, let's talk about the creation of your TikTok account. I believe that you started it once uh, COVID hit. You were bored one day. Walk us through that first time that you created your TikTok account. And then also what motivated you to continue to do it? Because it could have just been a one or two time fad to where you're like, ah, you know, I tried, it didn't take off. So, so TikTok was a journey for sure. Um, I downloaded it for about a year and uh, I didn't post anything. I told myself, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make an account. I'm not going to post anything. Just the videos are really funny. So me and Avery would just send videos back and forth to each other. And uh, I stumbled across a basketball video of somebody saying like, Oh, I'm going to post a highlight every day until one goes viral. And like, I was like, well, I have a lot of highlights in my phone. So like, I'll play around with it. Um, that was probably like, it's addicting. Cause, cause you post a video and one does decent and you're like, Ooh, like people like me. So I'm going to keep posting. Um, nobody prepared me for the ups and downs of social media. Um, and my mom never thought I'd be able to, to do it once it gets to a certain point because she didn't know how, how, how well I'd block out like haters and hate comments and all that kind of stuff. But uh, at, at the beginning, the goal was to get to a thousand followers because a thousand followers, you were able to go live. And I was like, I was like, that'd be cool to be able to go live. So where I can like talk to people and stuff. Um, but it took me forever. It took me like a year to get to a thousand. And then I got to a thousand and uh, I would start going live and I thought, oh, from here, it's going to skyrocket. Well, I'd go live and I'd have two people watching. And the two people that were watching was my mom and my grandma. And they were in the background of the live. <laughs> so like, they're on the porch and like I'm shooting and they're the only two people watching. So it's like it was it was rough because for a while I was like, well, none of my videos are gaining any traction. None, none of. None of the lives are really popping off. Um, I'm gaining followers, but but very, very slow. Um, there was points where I was just like, I, I'm going to pack it in. Um, I, don't, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is what's for me. Um, 
I remember in, in JUCO, I told, I, I told my, uh, one of my teammates, I was like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel and put uh, drills and stuff. And, and I was like, cause, cause I'm good at that. Like I'm good at doing drills and stuff. And he looked at me and he's like, Seth, I love you, but you don't have the personality for, for YouTube. And I'm like, Oh, you're probably right. Like, I'm not going to. And then that was like, knocked me off. I was like, okay, well, if he says I don't have the personality to do it, then I don't. But then, then TikTok came and I, I started doing all that stuff. And I, I think I, I got to, I got to about 5,000. So like d- during that summer from going live and, and posting some videos, I had a video that did really well. Um, people on TikTok love me shooting off the rack, being able to clear a rack. So my first video that popped off, um, well, it's funny because our outdoor court looks weird, right? So we didn't have enough money to make a full rectangle. Um, so it's basically just the three point line and it's like a octagon looking thing. So I posted a video on it and my foot was on the, the, the NCAA line because I, did, I was shooting on the wing. So I didn't have enough space to be able to stay behind it. So one of the comments, I, I love commenting back to a comment with a video. I like, I like doing that um, because it's kind of like me showing somebody up without like showing somebody up and being like mean about it. But like yeah. somebody commented because there's this guy on TikTok that, that has an audio that he yells the three point shootout every time that somebody shoots. So I use that audio because people know what that is. People on TikTok know what the three point shootout is. And if you look at his page, most of the people that do that suck and they're not good. So it's, they're funny videos. So I used his audio and I, and I commented or I, I replied to a comment that said more like the two point shootout because I was shooting, my foot was online. So my mom gave me an idea of like, Hey, how about you? How about you shoot in the grass? And I was like, Oh, that'd be funny. Like that, that, that'd be cool. Um, and I did that. And I posted it the next day and it got to like 17,000 views very fast. And it was probably faster than any, any video that I've ever had. And I was getting followers and it was like the first video that I ever had, like over 4,000, 5,000 comments. Um, and I'm a, I like reading the comments. So I, I literally, I think I read every comment and, and it's just, it's just, it's hilarious. It, it right now it's at 2.2 million views. And that was the, that's the most views I've ever had. That was the, the, the most uh, just traction I've ever gotten from a video. But the guy who runs the three point shootout page comment or tagged me or commented and said like, like, so what he does is he goes to parks around the country and he videotapes people do the three point shootout. And he's like, Hey, I could really help you like gain some, gain some followers if you come and do this and do well. And I was like, I was like, okay, like, like we'll, we'll set up a time. He's from Ohio. He drove like two and a half hours to a park that I told him to meet me at. And, uh, I remember like an hour before I was supposed to go meet him, I was like getting antsy and I was like, Oh, what, what if I go and I don't do well? And that video ends up being like a meme or like it. So it does exactly the opposite of what I'm trying to do. And I was about, I was like, I was like five seconds away from calling it off and calling him and saying, Hey, like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. Like I was, I was so close. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to do it. Like, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And, uh, he got there. We're at the park and warming up and it starts pouring down rain. And so I'm like, Oh, like that, 
nothing, nothing. But he, he drove two hours. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it in the rain. Like, whatever. And I, 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 I hit 16 out of 20, which at that, which at that point was the record. Um, and he posted it. And I went, I went from like 5,000 to like 8,000, like that night, like just quick. And, and it's funny looking back at it because that video of the three point shootout, me doing that kind of blossomed into everything that I've gotten into. Um, there was a guy that works with the dude who, who does the three point shootout. His name's Marson. And he commented on one of my videos. And he said, Hey, check your DMS. And so I checked my Instagram DMS and it was a DM from him. And, uh, and he said, like, it was, it was basically saying, I want to collab with you, make some, some videos or whatever. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, well, who the hell would want to collab with me? I'm at, I'm at 8,000 followers. It's not like I, I'm blowing up. And then, and then I, I, I'm thinking collab, maybe make a couple videos with a product or, or do something that, that he wants me to promote. And I'm like, you know what? It'll be a good experience. And he called, he said, do you have time to, to talk? And I'm like, cool, like whatever. Um, so we talked for like a half hour and he, and he laid out the plan that he wanted to do. It was not just a collaboration. He wanted, he laid out the idea for a shooting program. He laid out the idea for, for all this stuff that I've always wanted to do when I was younger. And I never, I, I never had somebody that knew how to do it. Cause like my dream was to always make a shooting program. Like I, I wanted kids to have a, a notebook that said like, Seth McCoy drills like that. That's my, that was my dream. And I never knew how to do it. So he, uh, just from literally that point, it was like maybe two months later, he flew from California to Ohio. I drove, so I drove to school, dropped all my stuff off, drove back to Columbus, which is like eight hours. So eight hours, both ways. And we shot from Friday. We went basically 8 a.m. To, to 12 at night from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So three days, the shooting program that you guys watched, that you guys saw, was filmed in, in a span of two and a half, three days. And when it was done, shaked hands, we're, we're partners, like we're going to do this. And then I, I, I drove back. So I'm running off of like an hour of sleep, get, getting back to Young Harris. And... And I got back to Young Harris and it didn't sink in yet. And like, I was like, I just, I just videotaped the shooting program. I was like, I met this guy two months ago and we just made a shooting program. Like, like he's, he's, he's turned, it's, it's been a great partnership because he's, he's kind of turned into a member of my family. Um, I'm very, uh, I'm very like, where where my my feelings on my sleeve kind of guy so if you if i if i say you're a member of my family like i mean it and and it, and it means a lot to me that you're a part of my journey and that you're a part of my life and marson believes in everything that i believe and and he i made a video the other day kind of saying what i'm about and what i what, what i what i'm trying to tell my followers kind of what i believe in and and, and all this all this stuff and he texted me back and he said, bro, like that made me cry. Like that, that made me emotional because he was never the basketball player that I, that he says I am. Um, and, and he said, he's a, he's a guy from, from Poland. And, uh, 
and, and, he, and he said, I, like, one of these days I'm going to find somebody that loves basketball as much as I do, but he's going to have the talent. And, and he said he's always believed that, and, and I'm just I'm blessed that I'm the, I'm the one that, that can kind of bring both of our dreams to light. And uh, he told me, he told me, which is funny, um, he said, I hope you understand what, what you got yourself into, like with me. And, and I said, well, I'm hoping I do. Like, we're doing this thing together. Like, I hope I, hope I know what I've gotten myself into. And he said, he said, Seth, you're never going to have to work a day in your life. Like, that's my goal. I, he, he wants me to make enough money basketball doing, doing this stuff that I'll never have to work a day in my life because my work is going to be this. And, and it's funny because in order for me to, in order for me to come back and play this season, Avery um, took two jobs. So she's working at Brasstown Valley resort part-time and she's working at the school. So I was, I was, making videos and playing a season while Avery was working her ass off to do all this. And, and at the time I'm not seeing any profit from it. So, cause early stages, it takes a while. So, so Avery would joke with me, like, like I'm kind of your sugar, your sugar mama. Like <laughs> you're not doing anything like all that kind of stuff. And, and I was like, I was like, take, it takes time. Like it made me feel bad. Cause I was like, Oh, I, like see the, see the, the thing. I didn't know she was, I'm very gullible. So I, I take things personally and like, I thought she was super serious and I'm like trying to explain to her like what I'm seeing and like all this stuff. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't give her enough credit. She, she's, she's been my rock and she's been my, my support system through all this. And, uh, and it's got, it's funny that the shift, cause now I'm, I'm where I'm at and she, and she looks at me and she's always like, well, I could be a stay at home mom. Like, that'd be cool. Like, and I'm like, like that's it's 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 cool where I'm at now because now people are taking me seriously, and uh, even even my mom and, and my dad were like, "Well, well, Seth, you're not going to be able to make videos and stuff for for your life. Like, like you got to you got to be able to do other stuff." And uh, and they, my dad would always joke like, "Oh, he's an influencer and all that kind of stuff." And and now now they're they're part of the six shooter team. So like my mom's in charge of Facebook and my dad's helping me with a ton of stuff. And, and it's like the family that we've built and team that we've built to, to actually make this thing a, a thing. Like I, I don't give the people in my life enough credit, but I wouldn't be anywhere, anywhere near where I am if that, that three point shootout video didn't happen. And if I didn't have the support for my wife, my family and, and, and my boy, Marson, I, I, I don't know where I, where this whole thing would be because I would have went into it blind and, and I'm glad that I went into it blind with people that I love and genuinely look out for what's best for me and, and all that kind of, stuff. it gets me emotional thinking about it. Cause I'm a big, I'm a big family guy. So, so just the, the people that have always given me support and love are like the ones who helped me do this. And, and it's just, it's been a ride, man. It really, it really has. Yeah, no doubt. And the ride is really, it sounds crazy, but the ride is just taking off. So um, you're nowhere near the peak. And I want to, you've referenced this video, the one that took off 2.2 million views. We're going to play that here. Spencer's going to pop a few questions off and then we're going to talk about your academy. Uh, here's we wrap up the interview here on Talk To Him Tuesday. But here's the uh, video that popped off for you, 2.2 million views. Here we go. Take a look right now at your screen, guys. The three-point shootout! 
Put something on it, man. That was bad. Oh my God. <laughs> 15 seconds. Man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is bad. I get Phenomenal. If you guys want to shoot like the six shooter, stick around here for our next uh, couple of questions regarding the six shooter academy, the shooting program that Seth and his uh, man, his teammate, uh, his co-partner have created. But Spence, uh, fire away with a couple of questions here for you, uh, Seth, regarding TikTok. So I'm gonna make this one a two-parter. What has been the most challenging part of being a TikTok creator? And then on the other flip side of that, what's been the most rewarding? I'd say the most challenging is uh, blocking out the outside noise. Um, the the con so, like I try not to take things too personally and and all that. But, but I mean, you, some stuff does bug you. Um, the whole uh, you loop your videos and and all that kind of like like your shots too slow and like all like all that stuff's kind of hard to block out. It's the the loop one's cool now because now I say it's not a loop. Um, that's kind of materialized into the thing that goes on like the the back of my oh, over here back of my t-shirts uh it's 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 not a loop so that's that's a a negative that we turned into a positive and it's also <laughs> probably the biggest compliment that you can give a shooter because i mean it just makes my shot looks the same every time um but the most rewarding honestly is uh walking around and, and kids know who i am um and and i never i never thought that, that would be something that i got out of tiktok uh I, like I'm getting asked for autographs and I'm getting asked to take pictures with, with kids and, and kids are, are texting me saying that they love my drills and that they're really helping them and, and sending me accomplishments that they've accomplished because of starting my, my drills. And, and that's probably, that's probably the most rewarding thing out of TikTok because I'm able to reach kids that I never would have been able to reach if, if TikTok wasn't a thing. And, and so people can make fun of TikTok all you want, but it's it's changed my life, and it and, and it really it really has got me closer to kids all around the world that want to achieve things that are just amazing. Yeah, I think that's what's impressive about what you're doing is that you're owning it. You know, you're not just shying away from TikTok. You're definitely taking full advantage of that, and it's paying off, obviously. But you referenced uh, meeting a couple of these kids that have. Uh, looked up to you, asked for autographs, photos. Pretty cool. It means that you have an impact on their life. Uh, bring that 30, 60 seconds of joy via a TikTok video daily. I know guys uh, across the country that have said, hey, you know, I see Seth McCoy from the school that you broadcast at on my live stream today. Uh, you know, and I'm like, yeah, he's legit, man. And they're like, oh, he's at this gym now. Or, hey, he's back at the school. I'm like, well, I guess uh, spring break is over with. But yeah. again, I, I want to shout out one guy that I know that met you and you performed a trick shot with, I think, following a game, Shane Rogers, Explosive Shane 4 on Instagram. He's a friend of mine, an aspiring broadcaster, did a video, uh, You, I guess a request from you after a game, and you shot it from the guardrail up top on the track. But shout out to Shane Rogers. But let's talk about this shooting program, Seth. Uh, Six Shooter Academy. In a nutshell, before we really delve into this, how would you specify or clarify what exactly your academy your program is all about. So 
the the steps that I kind of took was I, I wanted to help people. I want it to be a positive environment um, for for kids who are younger who are trying to learn, and for for people who are in high school that have already been decent and want to become better. And uh, my drills can even be modified for pros. Like, so I wanted it to be accessible for everybody. Um, and and I was nervous doing the the shoot for it because so I've always been a good public speaker, but I, I never was in a situation where I'm just staring at a camera and like talking about stuff. So I, I, I surprised myself um, with that. I hope you guys liked the, the, the program it, that, that was my first time ever talking just in front of a camera. Um, so, so hopefully my guy was really good at editing. Um, I'm, I'm very bad at going back and watching myself talk. Um, so my, my guy sent Marson sent me, the program before he was going to launch it. And he sent it to my family and stuff too. And I told my family like, Hey, just tell me if it's good. Cause I'm not, I can't like, it makes me feel weird. Um, and that's funny, but I wanted it to be a, a, a daily things so that you can get um, organized and have something to do every day and have my, my big thing is once you get a number one day, your next goal is to beat that number or, or anything to, to motivate yourself in that way. So, what I tell people, like people ask me all the time, like, well, why should I buy your program or why should I join the academy? And I'm like, well, it's for all levels. Um, you, you get the tight knit community access. You have complete access to me. Um, I'm, I'm always DMing people back and I'm always talking to people. I'm posting stuff in the Facebook group message and, and kids from all around the country are, are doing so as well. Um, but it gives you basically from the, the intro to it is anything from ball handling, ladder drills to my, my inner row series and form series to every drill that I've ever done in my life and, and what's gotten me to the point where I am today. So, so I tell, I tell people all the time, it's like, well, the inner row series is, is tough. It looks really easy when you're doing it. But it's not just an inner row series. It's a it's a way of tricking your mind into into a different state of mind. If that makes sense. Um, anybody can stand in one spot and hit a certain amount of shots, but it, but it separates you if you can hit those shots in a row. And and it gets frustrating because say say you get to to three or four and your goal is five, and you miss at four consistently, it really messes you up. But but you, but, but you push through and you stay determined and, and, and want to do it. And you feel so good when you finally get to the number that you're trying to get to. And, and I know it works cause it's, it's, it's built from me. Like my, I'm, I'm the product of my own shooting program. And that's something that I really, I really like because if anybody says, well, does it work? Like, I mean, well, watch me shoot. Do, can I shoot? Like that's, that's what I, I, these drills are what I grew up doing. And, and, I, and it's cool because some of them I've actually invented. So they have my own little flair, but other ones are, are, are taken from shooting programs and from programs that I've done when I was growing up that I actually loved and I wanted to add it. So, so shout out to a guy named Taylor Allen. He has no idea who I am, but he, his program is what I used growing up. And there's a couple of drills in my shooting program that's from him. So he's, he's, he's the guy that, that, 
kind of inspired me to to write down all my all my drills and and it's funny because me and my mom uh wrote all of our drills down in what we call our our binder uh our bible our basketball bible and it's just a binder full of just every drill that i've ever done and i knew one day i wanted to share it with with people because i knew i knew people would love it the way that i did and and i knew i knew that it would help a lot of people and and i'm and to get those positive uh reviews and, and people saying that it's really helping them means a lot to me because that, that, that's kind of the goal that I set going out. Yeah, again, a phenomenal uh, program. I checked it out. Spencer checked it out. And uh, from the get-go, from the moment that I signed up for the Six Shooter Academy, I got an instant email saying, hey, welcome to the team. It looked as professional as can be. And now we're just going to work on my shot. I do have to work on dribbling skills first and foremost. I'll shoot you straight. I can throw up an occasional deep three, but, you know, inconsistent as could be. But I'm telling you right now, I will definitely try out this program during the summer. And uh, I'll keep you updated because you included a workbook. You included a calendar. All these things that you talked about with the Bible, like you were just referencing with you and your mom, basically is now a part of your program that kids across the country, adults across the country can have. So talk about how important that was for you to incorporate that into your program that you're selling to everybody right now, Six Shooter Academy? Well, so I'm not a very competitive person with other people, but I'm a super competitive person with myself. And I think that is a big factor in becoming a good shooter or, or loving basketball, at least with my drills. So so with writing them down and, and putting them in the calendar and, and, and wanting to beat yourself every day, like that's what got me to the point where I am today. Like, I hit 10 in a row yesterday. Well, I want to hit 12 in a row today. Like I got 76 out of a hundred yesterday. Well, I'm going to get in the eighties today. Like, so it's just, it's, it's cool writing them down because you see your progress and, and, and you can see how consistent you're becoming. So, so especially with like the in a row series, once you get to 10, it's like, Hey, like I've gone through the whole progression of three in a row, got too easy. Then I bumped it up to five, five in a row, got too easy. Then I went to seven. And then tens now easy. So I mean that's that's kind of the the way that I want people to think um, when it comes to training because everybody's uh, biggest critic is always themselves, and I think that that's the way to train. Like always try to beat yourself. So so you don't don't be competitive. Like yeah, you can be competitive with other people. That's natural. But being competitive with yourself, like you're you're going to constantly get better. It's, it's kind of like my dad always saying, like I'm banging my head up against the same door, but once that door is going to go down and then I'm just going to start banging my head against another door. Like be competitive with yourself because then the sky's the limit. Seth, how, or what's the quickest, most convenient way for somebody watching this podcast right now to join Six Shooter Academy and uh, start from day one, as you said, and continuously get better and hey, it's okay to mess up over time. You plug that throughout the training session that you're not working properly if you're not messing up. You know, you're not going to start off a pro of Six Shooter Academy right away. So, two part question How can they find your academy and join the shooting program? And uh, what's your advice for someone starting off with this program at any level? So, to find my shooting program, you can go to my TikTok page and I have the link to my website um, in my bio. So that's probably the easiest and most convenient way to uh, to to get to have access to my shooting program. And and if you're there, um, hit the follow button so you can follow me on TikTok. Um, and then also, 
you can go to my Instagram page, which is just Six Shooter Academy um, on on Instagram, and I have the link there as well. But uh, the website is sixshooteracademy.com. Um, so 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 it's just right there. It takes you to my website um, and and has access to everything that that I have available. And then uh, what was the what was the other question? What's the what's the initial advice you give to somebody that's just starting off with the program early on uh, in the early stages of someone joining the team? Don't get frustrated. Um, the inner row series is designed to to make you frustrated. Um, my my uncle was the one who uh, who kind of engineered that inner row series, and and he's the one who taught me how to shoot. And uh, he went at it a different a different way than I do. So so if I was struggling at a spot, he'd look at me and be like, "Well, do you want me to do it for you, just real quick?" And so like that would piss me off. And then and then I'd be like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna go ahead and do it." Like that's the way he motivated me. To, to do the to do the thing but but honestly he never let me get frustrated because he kind of made it a joke um and the inner row series is tough man uh it's it's very 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 tough i've had i've had teammates i've had i've had high school teammates college teammates that aren't able to do it so so you got to know if you're joining my academy it's to become an elite shooter it's not to become an okay shooter it's to become an elite shooter so over time, once you start getting better at the inner row series, and it takes time, you can't get frustrated. And, and that's why my motto is be positive. Always be positive with yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm a constant overthinker. Um, I let negative thoughts in my head all the time. But um, I have a tattoo now that has a plus sign on my wrist. So every time I get upset, reminds myself to be positive. And my whole family got the, got the plus sign on their wrists to remind them as well. Um, so, so be positive is, is something that you got to continue having in your head. And and something I try to tell people is the the mental aspect of shooting. I, I I boil it down to three three parts: catch, fire, and no regrets. Once that ball leaves your hand, you can't do anything about it. Once that ball leaves your hand, you got to start thinking like, okay, well, it's going to go in because all the hours that I've put into this is going to make it go in. Like you know you know you know what I mean. That's a way to think about it. So it's just like no regrets. That ball leaves my hands. I know I worked my ass off. I know that I know that I did the steps. I know I, I know I didn't cut corners. I know I didn't do all this. So it's always going to pay out in the end. Yeah. I'm super excited to try this out. I'm trying it out tomorrow. I'm going to follow you on Instagram, give you my, what I'm missing because I know I'm going to, I'm going to have some trouble with this program. It's a very in-depth program. I'm excited because I'm probably one of the bottom five three-point shooters in this entire region around here, but I still shoot sometimes. So I can't wait to try this out. Well, anything, any, anything I can do to help you DM me and I'll, I'll, I'll help as much as I can. Sweet. I even, uh, I even have kids around the country, uh, send me videos of their shot and just say, Hey, what do I need to fix? And I'm like, Oh, okay. This is my thing. So I'm excited. That's awesome. That's Seth McCoy, AKA the six shooter. Check him out. TikTok, Instagram. Also check out six shooter Academy. If you want to perfect your shot like Seth McCoy, and eventually become a shooter like Seth McCoy or get on that level of the six shooter. But again, uh, excited to be here with you on the podcast, man. Talk about your career journey uh, from childhood up to where you're at now. And I firmly and strongly believe that this is just the start of the six shooter on TikTok. And we're just climbing up from here, man. So uh, super excited to have you on the podcast. And I'll attach all the links to follow the six shooter on TikTok, check out his uh, academy on Instagram, his personal Instagram account. Every link that you could possibly want is going to be attached in the description below, including the academy to join. It's a one-time fee. Go sign up. Don't regret it. Uh, I know that I'm impressed with it, and I'm looking forward to uh, perfecting my shot 
I love sports. I've never been great at sports. That's why I do broadcasting. But, hey, if I can get a three down uh, consistently, even 20 out of 50, I'm happy. So that'll be a credit to Six Shooter Academy. But, Seth, before we go, anybody else you want to shout out? Any other plugs you want to say before we dip out of here for Talk to Him Tuesday? This is the part I was waiting for. I want to I wanna say thank you to, uh, to my wife and, and, and shout her out. Um, I always make it a goal whenever I do an interview or something to, to make her blush. So, so hopefully I can do that here really quick. Um, when, uh, for any guy out there that's looking for a girl and you finally find one that rebounds for you and genuinely loves doing it and, and, and is your backbone, um, I, I'm glad that I found that, um, I, to quote, to quote the office, uh, I'm glad that I'll be able to tell my kids that, that soulmates exist and, and, and that I, I, I'm living kind of the fairy tale life with, with my wife, Avery. Um, I still have no idea. So yeah, check out my shooting program, but I might make another program, um, talking about how to trick a girl into falling in love with you. Because I absolutely have no idea how I got to where I am um, in, in marrying a beautiful human being inside and out. Um, and uh, and just, just a quick little thing. So, so when, I, when I first started getting recruited by Young Harris, uh, first thing I did was look at the girls' rosters um, to, to see what I was, what I was working with. Um, I saw Avery. She was the first person that I saw. And I was like, I'm going to DM her. Like, that's, that's, that's the girl. That's the girl right there. Um, DM'd her questions about the school, probably smoothest thing I've ever done. Um, and she, uh, somehow fell for it. And, uh, a month, couple months later we started dating and, and it's been the ride of my life, but, but she's, she's my ride or die. And, and I, I would absolutely do anything in my power and anything ever for her. I, I love her. I love her family. I love, I love that she's Avery McCoy now. Um, and, and that I'm, that I'm off the, off the market. Um, but, but I, I somehow tricked an amazing girl like Avery to fall in love with me. Um, but I want to, I, I do want to talk about, um, probably the three biggest influences in my, in my life. Um, and, and I would have, I would have kicked myself if I didn't at least mention them. I've mentioned them through the, through the thing, but I want to give them a proper, okay. um, my, my brother was the person that I looked up to, uh, growing up. He was the basketball player. He was the one gifted with all the athletic ability and, he was uh, six foot when he was in six, uh, sixth grade. He grew very fast. He's uh, 27 or 26 now, and he's still six foot. So he stopped growing. Um, but he was the one that I wanted to be like. He was the person that that kind of kind of helped me fall in love with basketball. And 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 he's he's been probably one of the biggest influences in my life. And I don't I don't tell him enough how much I love him. But I want to make sure that that he gets his proper talk about and 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 he uh he it was cool we got to play with each other one year in in high school and uh before he called it quits and and was done playing basketball but I was a sophomore he was a junior and uh I, I I'm always gonna remember uh because I, I liked working hard I liked doing drills he didn't like the drills he didn't like he, he 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 was he didn't like doing that kind of stuff so but he understood he understood how hard I worked and how much I loved it and we were playing against our rival and uh and the student section started chanting, uh, Seth is better at him. And, and it was in the middle of a game and he stopped what he was doing in the middle of a game and looked at him and yelled, I know. And, and if you watch my highlights for my sophomore year and, and you just see how excited he is for me and he's, he's my, he's, I'm his number one fan. He's my number one fan. And, and me and him are, are co-founders of the six shooter Academy. And, and it's going to be like that forever. Um, and, and I want to talk about my dad as well. Uh, my dad, 
is probably the reason that I am the person who I am today. Um, and I don't give him enough, enough credit for, for that. Um, every, every ounce of my personality is from him. And, uh, of course I got my athletic ability from him as well, but, but, uh, the, the person who he is, he's, he's the greatest like human being I've ever, I've ever met in my life. And, uh, and I'm like, I'm like still trying to, to, to become who he is. Um, I get emotional thinking about it because I, I don't, I don't tell him enough how much I love him and, and how much he's influenced my life and influenced the person who I am today. And, uh, the fact that he, he didn't like basketball the way that me and my, my mom do, um, helped me a lot throughout my career because like if I was ever butting heads with my mom or, or didn't want to talk about basketball or all that stuff. So I could just go down to his office and, and, and talk to him. And he's, he's the one who's given me life advice and, and, and all that. And having a guy like that in your corner, like I'm, I'm the luckiest, I'm the luckiest guy in the world because I'm always going to have my dad for, for anything that I ever need. And, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm working every day to become half the human being that, that my, my father is. And, I'm, I'm glad that I've been able to build that relationship with him. And I'm glad that he's going to be a part of uh, this journey with me. And, uh, and lastly, I, I, I want to talk about my mom. Um, all the videos that you see with somebody rebounding for me, it's my mom. It's my mom rebounding for me. Um, she's the first person that put a basketball in my hand. She's, uh, it's like, she, she's counting down the days for me to come home so she can rebound for me. Like, like it's, some people might say it's an unhealthy relationship with with a with a mom and son, but but she's she's my trainer, she's my workout partner. We've done P90X with each other multiple times. Like we lift together, we we work out together. She rebounds for me. Um, she gets up with, with me at 5 a.m. to go to the rec center before anybody gets there, and she's the one in the gym with me. She drives me to stuff. She she drove me to workouts. She she uh, she's she's the reason I'm OCD about basketball. She's the reason I love basketball. She's She's the reason for a lot of things, um, but again, the, the the family that I have and the support system that I have is uh, is unmatched from from anything. And and I would have like eat, like yeah, those are the those are the main people. But but my mama and papa, I know who are going to probably watch this thirty seven times um, tomorrow. They're probably going to watch it a ton tomorrow. Um, they, they've come to all my games. Um, they've they've been there that's like like they've been there like i'm i'm like everybody has a family right and, and they have everybody has different dynamics with their family um and some some people only see their family for for holidays and some people only see their families certain times of the year i, I see my family every weekend and I, I see my family like they come over we do cookouts like every weekend like it, it took avery a second to get used to it because the first time she drove up to ohio to meet me um my whole family was there. So she didn't just meet me. She met my whole entire family day one. So, so my, my, my uncle's the one who taught me how to shoot along with my mom. Um, I have, I have great cousins and everything. My, my little cousin, Adam is going to be watching this as well. And he's, he's one of the entrepreneurial sides of the whole six shooter Academy. He's taught me how to do social media and all that stuff. So I'm not the person who I am without my family. And, and I want to make sure that that's the, the main thing that people get out of this. Um, and, 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 one of the main things for me is I had this support system, but for kids out there who don't have that, that, that want to accomplish amazing things. Like I, I'm in your corner. I'm, I'm your support system. 
Like if you join this academy, you're not just you're not just going to get drills. You're a part of the family. Um, and that's that's probably the realest thing that I can I can tell you. Like I'm I'm going to every waking moment and every fiber in my being is going to be to help these kids become better. And, and not just in basketball. Like it's like I tell people all the time you can DM me about anything like you can you life. I don't know much about life, but I can try like. Like not just basketball. Like I, I want to be in people's corners. And I want to help them. Like even, I, yes, yes, this is going to be a way of, of me making a living, and and of me uh, providing for my family. But I, I don't care about the money. Like I, I don't care. I don't, I don't care how well. The, like if if a kid tells me that I helped change his life and I gave him somebody to to believe in them and 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 he achieved something that he never thought that he could and it was because of me, then that makes it all worth it. So, so join, join this Academy, not just for the basketball aspect, but come, come join the six shooter family and, and we'll make sure that you're taken care of. Again, as for Seth McCoy, AKA the six shooter, my co-host Spencer Mathis, and of course myself, we appreciate you tuning in to the Chris Mathis podcast. Talk to him Tuesday with Seth McCoy brought to you by information on We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys next week.